The following is a presentation of the Retro Network. Ladies and gentlemen, the Retro Network proudly presents to you, in association with the House Show Crew, a little morsel for your Monday. Answering all the questions that you send our way. So no more lollygagging, let's take on the day. Welcome to the running. Welcome to the running. Welcome everyone to your Saturday morning trick-or-treat candy. It is your host, me as always, Mr. Maddie Treats, and I am joined by my trio's tag team partners on this beautiful Halloween day for a special edition of your Monday morning. I don't even know how to intro this. Your Monday morning coffee, but it's a Saturday. It's the inception of podcasts. What's going on here, guys? We are together to celebrate NXT's Halloween Havoc as part of our, as part of our Halloween Havoc series. To my right is the educator of exorcisms. Educator, how are you doing, man? Oh, man, getting ready to go in. I've got a few uh, private school driving lessons this morning. Uh, I'm going to be powering through from like... Oh gosh, a a little bit after 8 a.m. to almost noon, and then I've got a shift at the store until six, and then powering home to uh, you know take the the youngest or at least meet up with the youngest as they're going out trick or treating tonight. Very exciting. So what are you what are you wearing tonight? Uh, I'm going as the extremely overtired private school. Uh, you know, private driving instructor slash game store clerk. Oh, I like it. I like it. I like yeah. it very much. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Kevin, straight out of Hellions, is to my left. Kevin, are, are you taking Declan X out tonight? I I think we are, but I don't know. The plans keep changing uh, for weather, for, you know, do we feel safe, for what does he want to do, what do our friends want to do, so I'm not sure. Either way, I know I know we're not here for the night i know we're going somewhere for night whether it's trick-or-treating or whether we have uh his old group of friends just get together and have a good time not sure which but in, until that happens though from you know this morning until then i gotta get through my required yearly halloween watching i've only done one so far so what is your garfield what is on your required halloween watching list i i've done garfield i still haven't done charlie brown great pumpkin and uh i still haven't done paul lind Halloween special. That's a fantastic one. And last year I added Witch's Night Out. Do you have Charlie Brown like on DVD? No, I thought I bought the I bought the all three seasons pack of Garfield, but I didn't buy the all three seasons pack of Charlie Brown. I only have Christmas. But actually we got new iPhones recently enough that I have free Apple TV for a little bit. Oh, okay. So nice. this will be the one and only time I use it. Nice. Oh, I nice. I went out, I did buy the charlie brown pack with all three so you have that i bought the 4k blu-ray um so i have the 4k blu-ray i actually gave the blu-ray copy to my friends and their kids so they can watch it and then i also have the digital version comes in the pack and it was like 20 bucks so it's well worth it guys yeah Um, that's cool you know so i have that on my voodoo account so i can watch that whenever so very very excited 
for tonight. I'm dressing up like a giant pink bunny and taking my friend's kids out trick-or-treating. So. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very Fair excited. Very dry out, man. Kind of kind of Donnie Darko-y with your other recent f- excursions. Yeah. So, well, let's not get into that, Kevin. <laughs> those, those are for the Thursday shows. So. <laughs> um, so we are here, guys, because NXT did it again. They are listening to the podcast. I, I, I know for a fact, guys, Triple H is listening to the podcast. I, Absolutely. I, I think Paul is really listening in. Huh? Here's why. Here's why. <laughs> let's get right into NXT Halloween Havoc. Of course, it takes place on October 28th, 2020, live from the Capitol Wrestling Center in beautiful Florida. Somewhere in Florida. Where are they in Florida? Anyone know? Orlando, baby. Orlando? All right. They're the PC. Um, the reason I know Paul is 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 uh, is listening, hello, Paul, is because we start off the event, okay? We see a giant pumpkin, okay? We said bring the giant pumpkin back. We see Shotzi Blackheart in Halloween gear. And then we get a Damien Priest metal music entrance. So Paul's favorite member of the podcast clearly is Kevin Hellions here. Without a doubt. And uh, you guys have no idea how much research and time I have put in because we started in your house and your house happened. We start. We then went on to Halloween Havoc, Halloween Havoc NXT. This opening, I am searching high and low that at some point in the world, some indie federation had a show called My Wife Brings Her Best Friend Home and the Three of Us Have Fun, and I can't find it. <laughs> It's nowhere to be seen, huh? Nowhere. I was trying to put it out in the world. Well, Kevin, you will, uh, because of that comment, once Elise listens to the show, World War III will be taking place at NXT. <laughs> so congratulations there. Um, but yeah, why don't we get right into it? Um, of course, you have the decorations around the ring. Uh, did you guys like the set? Did you think they could have done a little more? Um, what did you guys think? Did you like the mixture of the screens with the practical props? What did you guys think? I, I thought the, the screens were great and the flexibility of being able to change the ambiance, the aura, uh, especially with, uh, the Dexter Loomis segments that were in back in the Capitol wrestling center. I thought it was great how they were able to just transition and it, yeah, I, I, I liked it a lot. Love the, the, the pumpkin loved gargano taking out the pumpkin i thought that was great um yeah i i i enjoyed the setup that they they had the uh the wheel i thought was cool i I, it was super obvious how gimmicked it was and you know just just abruptly stops mid-turn but you know for for what the intent was of the show i i think it, it the the definite display and everything was great the only way i think they would have done better is if they could have actually been in a bigger arena with some fans, I think this was the best they could do with the PC setup and the space that they had there. No, absolutely. I, I really enjoyed the setup. I liked the look. One of my first things I wrote is this is awesome. Um, clap, 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 clap. I wrote that down as well. Um, and then we get into our first match. Now we did something a little different. Um, you know, if you, if you normally listen to our, our Thursday shows, you know, the educator really breaks down the matches, but we wanted to stay true to how we watch modern wrestling. Now, educator, we've talked about this. You don't watch the shows live. You don't have cable. Um, right. you're, you're a cord cutter. So you usually pick up the shows on YouTube, 
Hulu, you know, just basically stuff that kind of sparks your interest. So uh, right. how did you watch this NXT show? Um, I, I definitely watched the episode through Hulu, the abbreviated form. So the one hour with the, the commercial breaks that I had to sit through the 90 seconds of everything, you know. So while it was maybe 52, 54 minutes of actual playtime, it probably took about an hour and like eight hour, nine minutes to actually get through. Now, I know, Kevin, you watched the complete show on Wednesday night, as did I, because we were live tweeting a lot of it. Correct. I um, watched a live stream of it, I'll say. <laughs> and uh, for the most part, it worked. I think I only had to uh, reset that once. Um, but yeah, I I watched it straight through. And I was actually, if I felt a little more awake, I felt excited for wrestling again, which is kind of tough in this era. And I was getting ready to watch AEW, but I was just exhausted from the day. Yeah, so um and just so everyone knows too, I actually watched the uh you know, the full thing Wednesday night and then I actually went into Hulu when I knew the educator was going to watch the Hulu version and just kind of fast forward to see what got left on the cutting room floor, what didn't. So, when we go to the cutting room floor stuff, we will lean more on Kevin's uh info. And, of course, we will get the educators' thoughts on on everything as well. So uh, there was a few things that were left off the show. Um, and, and we'll get to that when, you know, when we get to that. So uh, let's start first with, of course, our North American Championship match. It is Damian Priest versus Johnny Gargano uh, or Jack Skeleton, whatever you want to call him. Uh, spin the wheel, make the deal match. And we get the Devil's Playground match. Um, so what did you guys think one of Gargano's gear? I know you're the gear guy here, educator. Did you get the Jack Skeleton reference? I, I really didn't. I was just, you know, more in tune of just watching the, the match itself. And maybe I didn't pick up on some of the nuances that maybe you guys did, uh, like, like the concept of the match. Basically it's a brawl anywhere in the building match. Uh, like the few gimmicks that got involved in the match itself, uh, fun match, like I said, Gargano, well, the thing that jumped out at me, him sl- slashing right through the pumpkin and destroying it. I thought that was fun. Yeah, absolutely. Of course, that was part of the entrance. Gargano comes out with the giant, I guess you would say Halloween have a pumpkin, which it, it really wasn't. It was just a, a giant pumpkin. And right. he, he slices it through. Um, Kevin, do you know who the guitarist was that brought out Damian Priest? No, and I was looking, I couldn't find it at all, but um, I did realize that Shotzi is actually dressed up as Greta, which is the girl gremlin from Gremlins 2. Oh, okay. And they all take the serum and become little individual gremlins with personalities. Well, thank you for our, uh, you are a Shotzi Blackheart expert on this on this show, so, uh, and I will be your guitarist metal, that was Man Mountain Rock, I don't know if you know that, so... <laughs> So there it is. Uh, but why don't we get right into the match? Now, Educator, I, I did want to point out that this was 30 minutes, 30 minute match oh, on the live uh, show, uh, Kevin. Not even yeah, close. it was long. It was it was a very long match. I think it might have been 25 if you include commercial breaks. Now, the version that is on Hulu is only like, what, 12, 15? If that. If, if that, that they cut out a whole chunk with, with the entrances, yeah, stuff, they cut yeah. out a whole chunk of the match. So, educator, what did you think of the match? Why don't you just kind of give us give us your thoughts? I know you don't have, you know, your uh, encyclopedia like breakdowns of them, just because you know it's a, it's a little different shell for us. But uh, good brawling inside of the ring and then outside. Um, 
the the scream character coming out with the pipe and, and you know getting involved in the match when they were over by the wheel the the spike ddt ju- him jumping off of the wheel to do the tornado spike ddt i thought was cool um i was not a fan of the the supposedly uh you know the big tombstone, the concrete tombstone that he smashed over Priest's body, causing him to fly off the uh, the set. But, man, considering the Capitol Wrestling Center has been up for, what, a month or so, they really need to clean that place out because there was just so much dust that flew everywhere when Damian Priest went through that shed. Um, you know, it, it kind of was borderline corny uh, for... The type of match, you know, this is more of the, the 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 Hollywood type kind of match with all the extra gimmicks in there. At least the part that I saw, I didn't get, wasn't privy to the whole thing. Um, certainly accomplished the job in and getting the gar- the title back onto Gargano. Uh, it'll be interesting to see the direction that they now follow through with Gargano with that NXT. Um, I'm sorry, the NXT TNA Championship. <laughs> so, uh. Quick to go back here because I did finally find it. I, I searched a different way as we were talking. Uh, that is Damien Priest's childhood friend who is in a New York metal band called The Silencer. Oh, nice. And they actually do his entrance music. So it sounds like his friend came down to uh, play the entrance for his title loss. Like when you say they did his music, like they like the legit recording that has his true entrance, they, they were the yep. ones that composed it. Oh, that's cool. Yep, and it's it's a childhood friend of his. I guess they couldn't start a podcast together, so they decided to do that instead. Well, to each his own. <laughs> so I really enjoyed the hell out of this match. I know there's some comedy. I know there's some ridiculousness. I know there's just like, come on. Like, it's just cheesy at times. But there was a lot of good wrestling in it, too. Anything cheesy was just, it fit the night. Like, if you're going to have a night where you're going to go and do silly stuff in wrestling, this is the night to do it. To just have a... a free reign to go over the top with stuff but i like uh, honestly i think it's damien's best showing i've seen so far not gargano's though but for just the enjoyment having fun goofing around and then i actually loved the ending i thought that was a crazy ending and i'm curious who's under the mask um couple i i don't know for sure what was you know edited out i think i know and all there are a couple cool moves i was like damn that was actually really nice and then there was, you know, just the silliness of it. Um, it was during a commercial break because I saw it on the picture in picture. But Gargano gets like wrapped up in the deflated pumpkin like he's trying to fight his way out of it. It's just stupid stuff like that. But it was so much fun. Yeah, that was that was one of them. Uh, basically, what is lost in the Hulu version, the abridged version that the educator watched is from when they break out the kendo stick and the like night stick uh, and they go to commercial the pitcher and pitcher stuff isn't shown it's literally just it cuts to that um and then i think the educator they're going up the steps to the wheel is where they actually pick up the match i mean there is That's a right, good yeah. like 10 minute chunk out of there uh right. you miss uh damian priest's bump onto the stairs which is insane spread onto the stairs. That was nasty, a nasty, yeah. nasty bump. You miss, of course, Gargano getting wrapped up in the pumpkin. You yeah, miss, I have no idea. What you you're miss Gargano about. super kicking the skeleton that jumps out of the casket, which is great. <laughs> uh, you miss all the backstage stuff, which was, yeah, it was okay. Um, but you, it was I'm, definitely 
sorry, that backstage like trash can stuff was definitely stalling for time. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, you miss uh, the 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 canvas bin getting pushed into him into the into uh, Damian Priest. So there is a lot that you do miss. So I think. You know, I, I think where the disconnect is, if you, I mean, you're getting just basically the little bit in the ring and then the end, if you got to see the whole match, I think you would have felt more. You would have liked it more. And I'm, been probably, on, I'm been sure with, I, from the sounds of it, I probably would have appreciated it a lot more. But again, with this abridged version of it, you know, I'll take what I can get. No, absolutely. Um, One thing, though, I did uh, notice is obviously they're doing Scream with Ghostface, but it should have been the Halloween hand to, Halloween Havoc Phantom. Am I wrong there? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. It should have been that. Uh, one thing, too, that, that does stick out is Vic Joseph sticks out like a sore thumb because he's dressed up like Where's Waldo. I noticed that during the match before they do the stand-in. And then I thought the uh, orange ropes were a nice touch. I was hoping for the orange canvas, though, like in uh, 89. Do you think there's going to be any follow-up or payoff to who the Scream character was under the mask? Uh, what we think or what the current rumor is? Or I mean, I, I have my guess as to who I think it is, but do you think they'll actually do anything with it and portray it as somebody, the, or is it going to be forgotten? The rumor is the person they had under it, or the it's supposed to be under it, uh, tested positive before the show. Oh, crazy. So they that's why, because whoever it was was supposed to be unmasked during the main event. Okay. It's supposed to be the same person. So because who they want in that role tested positive, it's just kind of put on hold for, you know, two weeks or whatever. So I'm going to guess that we, I won't see Tommaso Ciampa on TV for a while. Uh, rumors. It's not Tommaso. Oh, really? I would have been my know, guess. And, you, who they said? and I'm just going to throw this out there. Spoiler alert for later. You don't see Tommaso Ciampa, but we do. So, Oh, okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, the room, the rumor is it's going to be Indy Hartwell. Because she's been like trying to help Gargano and Candice and different segments and stuff, I guess. Maybe dot com or whatever. I don't know. Okay. But then it's gonna be her push. Yeah. So Crazy. so anyways, uh Gargano wins, of course, with the help from the ghost face scream character. Uh then we actually go to a live look in of Wade Barrett and Vic Joseph. This is where Vic reveals that he is where's Waldo. And uh Kevin, what did you think of Wade Barrett's costume? Oh, Geez, I must have, I must have forgotten to see this segment, Matt. I mean, geez, I, I messed up before with the Halloween Havoc and not watching the full show, seeing the edited one. I can't believe I get did it again. I'm afraid I've got some bad news for you. That's right. Uh, and and educators looking at us like we're crazy because educator, we got some bad news for you. You don't oh, get really? to see Wade Barrett being bad news, Barrett. Oh, did he have the the the, the cherry picker and going up in the, sc- up no, in the sky? No, no, I wish, no. I wish. He just had the oh, gavel. Man. He had the gavel. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you don't see that. That is left off the Hulu version. Um, and then they follow that up. You get to see uh, Pat McAfee, Oni Lorcan, and uh, Birch walking to the ring, which is left off, of course, the Hulu version. Uh, we get we pick up. After that, with Grime time, Cameron Grimes, he's very nervous. He's talking to Regal. Regal trying to calm him down, getting ready for the Haunted House of Terror match. Um, And then we get our Pat McAfee segment. Uh, So McAfee comes out, starts cutting his promo, of course, with his two buddies, the new tag champions. And is it me or is McAfee so annoying? Yeah, it was a slow start, but he just kept rambling and rambling and going. 
And I'm like, oh, where is this actually going? And I I was swerved. I didn't expect the payoff to be what it was. But as soon as I saw, um, you know, Kyle O'Reilly getting into the ring, a uh, little bit deeper into the ring during the chase off, I'm like, oh, it's Seth Rollins all over again, <laughs> turning on the shield, you know? So whatever. I, I thought for sure it was going to be Kyle turning on Undisputed. And then McAfee, I can't stand, but I was like, he, he, that means he's doing his job. Right. Like he's the last guy I couldn't stand to this level. So as much as I, I really find him annoying, I got to give him credit that he's doing his job. And uh, correction for last last episode of the run-in here. I mistakenly called Oni Lorcan and Birch Imperium. Because it's just two bland guys with black tights that come out. And I don't really enjoy or pay attention to. So I'm now calling them not Imperium. Oh, cheapers. That'll be my name for their team. Yeah. And you Mrs. Hallians will just call them more white guys. So. More, more bald white guys. Yeah. She's um, already got one. That's enough. So what do you guys think of the new four horsemen? Oh, God. Uh, don't call them that. Oh, jeepers. Well, no, I, well, I in all honesty, that, though, uh, do you think this is a good fit? Okay. So, I, I mean, you think about it. Um you have Oni and and Birch, who people think okay, they're they're great wrestlers, but personality wise, right? They're not over the top personalities. You pair them with McAfee, who's over the top, as over the top as over the top can get, and then you got Pete Dunn, who's your killer. Yeah, they that's a them. smart four. Absolutely, it makes sense. But call them the Horsemen, geez, man, call them. For for McAfee and all the stuff that he stirs up, call them the four Chansmen. Yeah, terrible, Kevin. No. Um, I would <laughs> call them the four Colts. The four Colts? And you don't get it because it's a reference to McAfee's team that he played for in, in football. Because he played for the <laughs> Indianapolis Colts, but I think that would be funny. Um, also, too, I do find it funny that he keeps bringing up that he was an NFL player when he was a punter, which is like the weakest position in the NFL. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's great heel work. But, yeah, I thought it was a good segment. Um, obviously, I mean, can, can we just talk about how great Pete Dunn looks? Oh, my God. He went to, like, COVID time off, like, away from the business. He must have subscribed to the Roman Reigns regiment because, man, the <laughs> dude looked absolutely jacked, shredded to the gills. You know, he had like to me when you know when we last saw him, he was growing his hair out super long, but he was still kind of like you know not pudgy because that's not the correct word, but you know he had the bruiser weight gimmick and he was just he was just a thick solid guy. He is now super trimmed down, super thin, uh, but just absolutely shredded. I'm getting like an Eddie Guerrero vibe from his body type now. Just insane the amount of muscle he's packed on. You're right with the Eddie thing. I feel like when Pete wrestles a match next, you're going to see him go, I didn't know that muscle existed. I didn't know that that was part of the human anatomy, much like when Eddie came out and hit that freaking vein in his arm. Right. Or artery or whatever. Yeah. It's crazy. All right. So we follow that up with some more grime time. I, I'm a huge mark for Cram and Grimes. I find him very yeah. comical and entertaining. I think it's great. But I think, unfortunately for him, he's probably too good at comedy where he will only be the comedy guy. I feel like yeah. if Vince will take him and that'll just be him. Um, but we get more Grimes and Regal. Uh, of course, uh, Grime time gets thrown outside, uh, you know, telling Regal to, to come outside with him. He doesn't. Car pulls up. 
And who gets out but Bad <laughs> Street himself, great. Michael P.S. Hayes. What'd you guys think of this? I absolutely love that. The only thing I just, I don't know if it was the Hulu feed. I had difficulty hearing half of the stuff that Hayes was saying during his promo. Um, I, the Bad Street USA music in the background, the creepy van. Uh, lo- love the fanny pack that he had on. Oh, it was just fantastic. I loved every minute of this. I just wish I could have heard a little bit better what he was trying to trying to say. See, that's what I love when they embrace wwe world of anyone can show up at any time for no good reason because they're just here and kind of like a simpsons you know world of it i was honestly after michael hayes i was like please have more cameos all night long and maybe for like if it was a three-hour pay-per-view or you know there weren't certain travel and attendance restrictions you could have but i i lost it i was like this is going to be such a topic on the show yeah, and I think, too, it's not your Hulu feed. I think now that they pump in crowd noise, they pump it in a little too loud sometimes during talking yeah. segments and stuff like that. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was a fantastic, fantastic segment. I, I popped hard, of course, and uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, so then we actually get into match number two on the night, or as the educator doesn't know this match even existed, uh, we get the Jake Atlas versus Santos Escobar match. Of course, Santos Escobar comes out in Rey Mysterio's gear from Halloween Havoc 1997. Um, And the end of the match, Kevin, this was an homage to your cousin, the masked assassin. (laughs) With uh, with a loaded gimmick there. The loaded loaded mask. mask. Yeah, they put it on, use it as a headbutt. And uh, Santos Escobar gets the win. So, Kevin, this I guess this is your Halloween Havoc match of the night here. Uh, What do you have for notes for this one? Do you want me to? I have four. Yeah, because the educator doesn't have any. So, Yeah, I have no idea what you're even talking about. This match was not on the Hulu version. Okay, so Santos Escobar versus Jake Atlas. Escobar in Mysterio-inspired gear. Atlas with an amazing cartwheel DDT. Phantasma insurance. Over too soon. And that has been your Halloween Havoc, Kevin Valiant's match of the night. Um, what do you guys think of uh, Santos Escobar, just in general? Do you think he's he's got a bright future ahead of him? I no, would say I yes, just, but... I, I went, when I had the opportunity to go to NXT uh, like four years ago, and this is when Shinsuke Nakamura had just debuted, um, I, I just I remember just the vibe and being at the tapings and looking at all the various talent that were there, and Andrade, this he this is before he or he just had turned heel, and he was so so over with the crowd. The crowd just absolutely loved him, and he he was still you know still fine trying to figure out his heel character. Um, and he just absolutely just grew and exploded uh, with personality. With Santos Escobar, I really – it seems like they're trying to rehash that whole idea. We got the masked wrestler that was the face, and now he's turning heel, and he's kind of obviously leading his faction with the rest of the group here. I just – I don't know if they're going to be able to just rehash through and try to make it as successful, if not better, than Andrade's version. And that's the thing. We see where Andrade is now. So I'm like, I don't have faith in you making Santos a star because you you were given Andrade already over with the crowd and you did nothing with him. So I can't trust that you will take 
this second course of the same meal and do it right this time. Yeah, I I really enjoy. I, I like uh, Delgado La Feta, whatever the, the I like the faction. I like the faction a lot. Um, I really like the idea of them taking off the lucha masks and stuff like that. I think that could work with Vince personally. Uh, but like you guys said, there's no faith in that any of these acts that are in NXT are going to get over, except if they're tall. The only person I believe in is going to be Damian Priest, in all honesty. Yeah. Which, which Kevin, you're, you're happy about. I like him. I actually do. I know a lot of people do not, but you know, he's all right with me so far. Yeah, I like him. I like Damien. So uh, we follow that up with a video, which once again is not on the Hulu version. It is Ember Moon talking about Dakota Kai uh, setting up their match for next week. Um, And then we go right into our Haunted House of Terror match, which is Cameron Grimes versus Dexter Loomis. Okay, so (sighs) I don't even know how to describe this match. I I thought it was very entertaining, but I did not like that they came back to the arena to finish it in the arena. Yeah. I like the, I, I'm fine with cinematic. Like that's fine. Like yeah. I can buy into it and get into it and just say, okay, it is what it is. Yada, yada. But it's that mix of bringing the zombies into the arena later yeah. in the night, which did not, it just didn't hit for me, but I, I liked Cameron. Grant. My favorite part though, is oh, when wait, the zombie's uh, taking the shower yes, and Cameron uh, Grimes is like, oh, Dexter Loomis didn't know you had a sister. Ha ha, to the moon. Like, it's so fantastic. Yanking his shirt off, getting ready to grind in the shower with the sister. And then, and then the actual zombie turns around. It was just, I was, I popped hard for that. I thought it was great. Yeah, so why don't we go ahead and do you want to just break down the whole segment right now? Um, obviously, the Rhea Ripley uh, Raquel Gonzalez match is in between uh, the two things, but why don't we just go ahead and talk about the whole house, uh, you know, haunted house of terror match? Um, you know, I I wish it would have stayed more of the Wyatt family compound like match and and just continued there. The 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 segments of him. You know, being dropped off. We've already talked about that in the van, uh, being in the house and them brawling back and forth. I'm the character development of who was Sam Shaw in TNA to now Dexter Loomis. It's crazy. I can't even like fathom that this is the same guy playing this psycho character. And it's just I think it fits so well. Uh, them brawling all through the house, you know, going crazy, the 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 choke out and so on that finished the match uh, with the zombies, then, you know, getting into the ring to finish. Fantastic. I, I really like this, you know, cinematic type um, this feature that was on the show. It was really trying to, you know, it was the focal point of the Halloween theme kind of deal. Uh, I really, really like this a lot. I, I loved all uh, all the components. As corny as them running or him running back through the streets, screaming through, you know, trying to get safe and, and getting back into the building. And you see him open up the back door and he gets in. Then he collapses on the floor and then magically he's in a graveyard back on the set. It's just that was goofy itself. But the whole thing I thought was great. I enjoyed it a lot. I think it was one of the best filmed cinematic ones we've seen because everything it clearly wasn't one take one shot but everything flowed so naturally 
that it seemed like it was happening quote real time you know you followed uh if you follow cameron into the house and then it's into another room and then you get a different camera angle but it just seemed like it was just pieced together so well and what looked like a real house possibly so just that they were able to get everyone in there and film and then turn it and there's a zombie and there's something else happening and all i just thought the whoever created it did a fantastic job i honestly think it's one of my favorite cinematics since this started tons of horror easter eggs mixed in to the whole thing for it you know little things in the background foreground whatever for it um loomis just perfect like 80s slasher villain just popping up out of nowhere you think you've escaped you think you've run away and then you know the arm comes through the window or whatever really well set up whoever did it loves horror movies too it's not just someone that you know has a movie or tv background that works for wwe now they there's a horror love background here too the stuff i was shocked it went back to the arena i really didn't think it was gonna i thought he was gonna run you know, Cameron was going to run and think he got into safety and then he ends up in like the haunted house again or or an even worse haunted house or something. I'm really wondering who they got for the zombies to be able to bend their bodies that way and take bumps too. <laughs> like, well done to everyone they got in there. And then, you know, Dexter with the, the choke or whatever and wins. But now I feel like I'm wondering, okay, would he always have these powers now? Like, is this our new supernatural character going forward? Like the fiend, like the undertaker, like Papa Shango, like does Dexter just have these skills and abilities now, or is this kind of a one-off for this feud? And then where does Cameron go from here? Do you just have him be like scared all the time, which I, he could pull off? This is my favorite Cameron Grimes thing I've ever seen. Yeah, the um, there is a couple horror callbacks, of course, with the referee in the corner. That's to like the Blair Witch Project, and then. You know, when he was stuck in the bathroom and the woman turns into like a, a zombie, that's like a shining reference. Like there's a lot of cool little horror movie references. Um, and I actually enjoyed I would laugh hard every time I saw Cameron Grimes running for some reason. I just thought that was hilarious. <laughs> but I just wish when they got to the arena that he would have ran, like turned around, ran, ran, ran. And then Dexter Loomis just greeted him, slammed him and choked him out. I thought that would instead of doing the whole zombie thing at the actual arena, um, just kind of takes me out of it. So. I don't know. That's just, you know, that's just kind of what well, I honestly, thought. Honestly, do, uh, do Nightmare on Elm Street 1. He thinks he's safe. He leans up against a door, and then Dexter's hand breaks through like a window on the door and drags him in. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine by me. So, uh, so anyways, why don't we get on to uh, match number four, or if you're the educator, match number three on the night, which is Rhea Ripley versus uh, Raquel Gonzalez. And, guys, this was awesome. This was hard-hitting. This, I thought, was a callback to Vader Volkov <laughs> uh, because this was they were potatoing each other. Very hard hitting. I enjoyed this match a lot. Yeah. Uh, in particular, the the two short arm clotheslines that Rhea Ripley threw to Gonzalez and Gonzalez just took it and completely no sold it. It was just absolutely nuts. They were going back and forth. Um Hard hitting, slamming, oh, crazy, crazy, crazy. Uh, good finish to the match. The Riptide, her uh, Rhea showing her that you know she's you know not just a tall chick, she's a tall jacked chick. Able to pick up Gonzalez and really, really solid lift to do that Riptide finish. Uh, I thought it was a great match, fantastic match. What do we do? What where do they go with Rhea now? Does she challenge for NXT the women's title? You know, I'm hearing stories that they're already trying to set her up for Mania. 
assuming that there's going to be a live crowd now. So does does Rhea win the Rumble at this point? What what do we do? What do we see as the future for Rhea, Whip, Rhea Whipley? I mean, maybe you have her win the Rumble, but you could have her and Raquel have a, a rematch for sure. You could have Raquel come out next NXT and say, you beat me, but you barely beat me. I want another chance. I think I can get you this time. I thought the match was booked perfectly. I thought both women looked strong. You make Raquel look like an absolute monster, a beast, using her size, throwing Rhea around, which no one has done before. Then you have Rhea going, oh, crap, I'm usually the biggest person in the match. I'm not right now. I need to change how I do everything. Because usually I am get to push someone around. Now I'm the one being thrown around here. I loved it. I was very impressed with both of them. No, absolutely. This is probably my favorite wrestling match of the night. Um, just because I just, I, it was very shocking how hard hitting it was. Uh, and there wasn't like the goofy aspects of it. There wasn't a ghost face coming in to, you know, um, to interfere. There wasn't, you know, the use of tombstones or anything. It was just a great, great, uh, wrestling match. And yeah, I would have Ripley win, uh, the rumble and then challenge Charlotte who would beat Oscar for the title. So Charlotte would be your champion going into mania. And then uh, have Ripley uh, win it from her. Yeah, I guess that. Yeah, that makes sense. To you know redeem herself, because I don't know why they even brought (laughs) why Charlotte was in NXT for a hot minute for no makes no sense. Well, uh, Paul, 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 are you still listening? Oh, Paul, you said that uh, you would all this stuff with Charlotte would make sense. Um, we're still waiting. Yeah, you also said that uh, it would make sense why Braun Strowman is taking on Goldberg. And you guys just put up a graphic. So can you explain that for us, please, as well? All right. So anyways, moving on. Uh, we're going to go to a segment which, unfortunately, the educator of excellence did not see. But, Kevin, what did you think of Drake Maverick dressed up like Hollywood Hulk Hogan? Oh, my God. This was fantastic. Educator, oh. seriously, like, it's got to be on YouTube. Oh, if I find it first, know. I'll send I you the link. Oh, my God. Drake is Hogan who i don't even know who was giant and yeti um someone someone training i'm sure but i didn't realize who and then who shows up Shockmaster. well that would be killian dane drake's partner as the Shockmaster. as a i was gonna perfect... ask if there was a Shockmaster run-in when you were talking about cameos oh man i gotta find this segment now perfect perfect costume for killian dane did he like trip oh over anything God. and fall? No, that was the joke. So, of okay. course, um, Drake Maverick said, "Oh, you didn't trip when you came in. You're supposed to have fun with it." And he's like, "I'm not an idiot. I'm not going to do that." And then Drake <laughs> puts the helmet on and goes to walk away and falls over. And then Dane or Dane trips him. I think is the is the thing, <laughs> and and laughs at him. It was a fun segment. Shockmaster though has nothing to do with Halloween Havoc. So let's get that out of there. But I did like the Yeti and the Giant crushing little Drake. Hollywood Drake Maverick. Um, but yeah, you didn't see that. Of course, then there was the grime time stuff with him back at the arena. Um, and then we get a Candice LeRae Io Shirai hype video. And then we get to see Tommaso Ciampa cut a promo on the Velveteen Dream, setting up their match for next week. Of course, this is where we have the graphic for what's coming up next week, which is uh, which is Velveteen Dream versus Ciampa and... Dakota Kai versus Ember Moon for next week's NXT. Of course, you did not get to see that educator. It was not part of it. And then we get to our main event of the evening. 
which is another spin the wheel, make a deal match. Uh, it is Candice LeRae taking on Io Shirai. Of course, Candice LeRae comes out as Sally from, um, you know, Nightmare Before Christmas, you know, Jack Skeleton's uh, girlfriend in the movie. And then bringing out Io Shirai is Poppy. And we get a TLS match, a table, tables, ladders, and scares match. Uh, so what did you think of the pop in circumstance, Mr. Hellions? I loved Candace's outfit. It was actually her and Johnny posted it on Twitter earlier. But I was like, that's fantastic. Like, they're the biggest nerds, and I love it. Um, tables, ladders, and scares. When they took the belt and got out the ladder, or got out the harness, you know, to suspend it. I was like, why are they doing that? Never even clicked with me. Oh, yeah, it's a TLC match. Right. Like, I just thought it was kind of an anything goes match. Um, if you're going to have Poppy come out, gee, she barely did anything. Like, usually she would do a big performance, you know, which we had the the guitarist earlier with Damien Priest. But Poppy didn't really do anything. But I guess she's just kind of friends with them now, too, and huh. sells shirts and all. Uh, I love that the ladders were painted black with orange for the steps. Nice little touch for Halloween. Right. I love the setup. I love the little gimmick things that happened throughout the match. Um, it was so... I think it was the ending, but man, it was so close to being such a great match. Right. And I really think overall it was the ending. I'm like, ah, oh, come on. The one spot that I just cringed, and I know the latter spot at the end was crazy, but when um, Candace was standing on the apron, she kicked through the ropes, and Io Shirai caught her leg or tried to catch her leg with a chair, but they kind of goofed it. So she had to like get her leg in the chair and then she did a dragon screw leg whip to the chair to twist her. And I just like, I cringed at that spot. Like, Oh my gosh, I wish that Candace, they would have had her sell that a lot more of like the injury that should have happened with that particular spot. Um, that, that I just was a great, great spot. have not seen that at all or anything like that before. I've seen, you know, dragon screw leg whips where they, you know, the knee gets wrapped around the rope, but the chair around the ankle, that was fantastic. The goofy scream character again, trying to help Candace, you know, I, I honestly, I, I'm glad you told me about Tommaso being on the show. I would have thought for sure that was Tommaso Ciampa under the hood, helping pick her up. You know, picked up Candace. Granted, she's only about 92 pounds soaking wet, but, you know, picked her up right on the shoulders and lifted her up the ladder uh, to try to help. I honestly thought that was going to be the finish of the match. And then that the ladder bump at the very, very end with Candace going over the top rope, crashing through the ladder that was, you know, set up as like a table at ringside. Crazy, crazy bump. I'm hoping that no injuries came of it. She's okay. Uh, Good match. What do we now do with EO? What's the plan going forward with her? Uh, who is the next viable contender for the women's title? Are we possibly looking at the, um, you know, the return of uh, Ember Moon perhaps being in the picture? Or do they've got new recruits that are slowly working their way up that are going to become viable? I think you do Candice and EO again, and then I think you push Dakota Kai into that spot. And then did Candice go through that ladder which yeah it was probably gimmick but it doesn't make it pain-free knees first or did it just look like it was yeah i thought she went through i thought she landed awkwardly just because of the way she had to jump off the other ladder to get on to to hit that spot perfectly 
Um, it, it did look like she landed a little weird, whether it's knees and legs first. Um, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't pretty. Also, too, with her only weighing like the 90 pounds, she's probably worried that she wasn't going to break the ladder, no, even true. if it was gimmicked. I mean, in all honesty, we've seen that happen many times where they have a tables match or something and, and the women are so fit and so... Um, not a lot of weight to them that they don't break the table. They bounce off and stuff like that. But uh, this really was a fitting main event for the Halloween Havoc show. Let's give credit to Shotzi for stopping the Phantom too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Shotzi. I'm surprised you didn't bring up all of her costume changes, Kevin. I want to keep the show PG. Yeah, okay. <laughs> She's stunning though. I actually, I, I already messaged Adam. I was like, you can have Alexa Bliss if I can have Shotzi. What did Elise say? I didn't say that around her. Are you crazy? Well, she, she'll listen to this. Come, you know, she does You know, um, you she, know, she was just on the show last week, and this is how you treat her. <laughs> so she's listened uh, to as many episodes as the educator's wife has. <laughs> so she's all, probably only listened to the episode she was on. <laughs> so she's got one. And, and she probably didn't even go back and listen to it, to be honest with you. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Um, so, guys, final thoughts on Halloween Havoc here. Um, thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle. Uh, for me, I'd say, and it's only because I only saw half of the show, essentially, thumbs three quarters of the way up. I wish I would have been able to see, especially now hearing about this Drake Maverick deal. I, I, ugh, stupid Hulu. I, I say thumbs up and talk about a show that would have been great if we were all together for it. Yeah. I think if this was, you know, one of those random times where we could have all gone together for a show at someone's house or whatever, we would have been going nuts for it. Uh, and I will say thumbs up a little bit. Um, I did like it. It would have been better as a takeover, though. Um, those commercials take you out mm-hmm. of those matches. Having yeah. two commercial breaks for Gargano Priest, if that was one continuous thing with no commercials, I think it would have set well better with me. Same thing, you know, obviously throughout the entire show. Uh, but my favorite match of the night was Ripley Gonzalez. I, I really, really enjoyed that match. Yeah. I like that one too. I'll give you that. And I didn't expect it either. That was not my guess for which match I would like the most. All right, guys. Well, we got to do some trick or treating. So why don't we call it right there? Thank you for joining us on the special Halloween edition of the run in. Um, Educator, anything you want to say to the people out there? Hey, thank you so much for giving us a special listen on this Halloween episode. Uh, Get your pumpkin spice on as we continue our way through uh, the fall season, tiptoeing towards winter. Uh, Guys, be smart, be safe. Uh, I work in public schools. Schools are already starting to cut, you know, shut down and dropping like flies. Please, please, please. be serious about this. We really need to take the steps to try to uh, get rid of this whole COVID thing. And it's not going to be something that's going to go away as soon as the election's over. So let's go make it happen. All right. Great PSA there, educator. I, I love that. Um, as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Maddie Treats. Thank you for joining us. Join us next Thursday as we cover Halloween Havoc 1994. And, uh, boy, it's a doozy, guys. It's Hogan. It's Flair inside the cage. A steel cage retirement match. It's it's a fun, fun episode. Uh, hopefully, Kevin's brother can join us for that one. Um, not Sean, but your other brother, David. So, uh, so anyways, uh, Mr. Hellions, why don't you take us home? 
All right. Thank you to my host here for another great show. Thank you to Retro Network for hosting us. Thank you to WWE Network for the content. Uh, thank you to Richard Reader and Jason Gross for our logos. You can follow us across the internet at TRN House Show. You can follow Matt at Maddie Treats. You can follow me at Mass Library. MassLibrary.com is my personal blog. And guys, who knows what Thanksgiving will be like? Who knows what Christmas will be like? But this holiday is all about wearing a mask. So let's go ahead, wear a mask when we go outside tonight and have a good time and enjoy a holiday for once this year. This has been a presentation of the Retro Network.